Just to be clear, in 14 days, the Mercury 7 will be here for training. And I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be asking us questions about our work. I think that's pretty reasonable, given we're putting a human on top of a missile, shooting them into space, and it's never been done before. <laughs> because it's never been done, everything we do between now and then is going to matter. It's going to matter to their wives, to their children. I believe it's going to matter to the whole damn country. So this space task group will be as advertised. America's greatest engineering and scientific minds are not going to have a problem with having their work checked, are they, Paul? No, sir. Good. So let's have an amen, damn it. Amen. 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 All right. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, welcome back to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Three, two, one, the greater good. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. It, when you said three at first, I thought, Oh, where is he going? But I'm with you. That was great. I, that was good. <laughs> oh man, because it's themed. No, it's I, themed, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm explaining. It's themed right there. You know there you what? Go. I like this this idea actually. I because we I, I sh we should have done it back when we did the um like when I mentioned the for the children bit. Like I'm yes, yeah. I like this for idea of children. you doing a theme idea for the for the repeat of the greater good. So you need to keep that is now okay. your I will do my best to remember. But um, I'm somewhat intoxicated, so we will see if that happens. I, I if will. You've seen the, if you've seen the episode of The Office where they do Mindy's birthday, uh, if you have to explain the theme, I don't. Oh, <laughs> it's your birthday. Period. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This Welcome, is episode. Folks. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Again, I'll, I'll remind you, Sam. You'll be good. This is episode okay, three hundred and thirty-three. Three three three. And tonight wow. we're talking about hidden figures. Wait, wait, wait! Isn't three thirty three supposed to be the haunting hour? And that the when the ghosts come out at night. You're right. It is. We should have. It's too bad we couldn't have done this in Halloween time because that would have been perfect. We'll have this episode. So, you mean? not this movie. Maybe maybe this this episode's going to haunt us for the rest of our uh, <laughs> podcasting lives and stick around with us. So uh, mm. so let's make it memorable. Yeah, How's that sound. That sounds great and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> Which I, is pretty much our uh, our episode explanation. Yeah, well, it's that's our podcast is both haunting yeah. and memorable. I think, <laughs> or not? I don't know. Squishy. Yeah. <laughs> Squishy. Oh gosh, this is off, This is off to a great yeah, start, man. Love I, it. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. <laughs> Sorry. Just the fact that you said squishy makes this middle name like way worse. Um, Andrew, we all pee the same color, Jimison. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. 
Yes, and uh, Sam. Yes. How does the starter dying on a car stop it on the side of the road, Vector? Maybe they had to stop to pee the same color. Oh. Oh. Right? That's a good idea. I didn't, I didn't uh, think maybe, about that. Maybe so that's they, what it was. So they but stopped. Sean, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Just so you know, whenever you go to space, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna take a, a wrench and loosen a heat plate up um, just ever so slightly um, before you come back into orbit. So, <laughs> or back uh, back in, onto Earth. Are you going to loosen it while it's on the ground or while I'm in space, you're going to go to space, loosen it? No, I, I think the, the cost prohibitive uh, attempt to go to space would keep me uh, doing it here on the ground. Okay. Just, just like, don't wear high heel shoes while you do it. Sam. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was, yeah. I was confused by the way you kind of the dangling modifier there. Like Kimberly the... won't let me do it anymore. So, or let me borrow her shoes. So. Sure. That's fair. <laughs> yep. <sighs> And also yeah. that other voice you hear laughing at our bad jokes is <laughs> is uh, the lady also had to figure out how to use her computer, Juan. <laughs> Very true. That's, that's only yeah. an inside joke for the three of us, but it's you know, yes. um, great to have you back. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks thank for coming you. back on. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, Lady One, we had you on a while ago for the the yeah, punch movie kick movie um, oh, with the sucker girls. Punch. Sucker, sucker punch. punch. Oh Ooh. dear. <laughs> we had her on oh, Sucker wow. Punch, and I remember that episode. Actually, well, it was so memorable we couldn't remember the name. Um, <laughs> the, the, the punch kick movie. The yeah. punch kick. Yeah, punch face. Same thing. Uh, I was thinking like sepia tone punch movie. I couldn't think of Sucker Punch for some reason. That's it, though. That's it. Yeah. But. What is not that is this movie, uh, no. Hidden Figures. No punching in this movie. Just, well, maybe verbal punching, but not physical punching. Uh, so, yeah, 2016, Hidden Figures. Uh, this movie is based, uh, well, okay. We haven't done a synopsis in a while. I'm going to do this one real quick just to, to do it, uh, just so that we all know what uh-huh. this movie is. Because, Sam, you had never even heard of it. No, no, I was surprised. I know I must have totally blacked out on it or something. I, yeah. I did not know anything about it. Yeah. So 2016, yeah. you were doing something else, but it wasn't this. I'm not sure what it was, but um, so this is the. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little. <laughs> uh, this is the IMDb uh, synopsis, but I'm gonna add uh, the loosely based story of a team of female uh, okay. African American mathematicians who served a vital role in NASA during the early years of the US space program. So it, it actually does say loosely based? I added the phrase loosely based. Oh okay. All right. <laughs> um, because in, in all of these things and you know based on a true story it, it always you know I used to believe it was a true story when that would pop that up on the screen and then, yeah. you know, you'd watch the movie and be like, oh man, yeah, you know, this really happened in real life. I I guess I'm jaded now, especially yeah. after doing this podcast for over 300 episodes and we've <laughs> done so many of these that that pops up there. I'm like, yeah, right. Right. The only movie that I can say that goes leaps and bounds above based on a true story is the, uh, was it Hacksaw Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge where he does his stuff is even crazier than, uh, than what was in the movie because no one would believe it. Well, if they actually showed it. You're forgetting Jurassic so. Park, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and it's funny, it is. It's like, that's honestly, the movie's not even... It's loose, The movie's loosely based on the book, which I think yeah. makes the movie that much better. 
um, yeah. some stylistic choices there. But so we're loosely. So I guess the question then is, what is loosely based? Well, we I mean, can, obviously these characters were there, right? Yeah. So all three. Yes. So okay. Look, I, do we want to do this now? We want to wait till we get later. Or what do you want to do with this? Because. Because we can go uh, pretty deep into what's real and what's not. <laughs> well, let's um, let's go there. Let's 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 do our reviews or our, our five words, and then and then go there because I think it might lend itself to that point okay. later on down. Because there. because I know I want to stick true to what the show does. Our show does, and we try to review yeah. review the movie, even if it's and this movie's based on a book, yeah. which is based on true events. And so, uh, having obviously not read the book or been alive to know the events that as they were happening i you know i i the only information i have is the movie and then what i did in the hour of research that i took during my lunch break at work today oh wow okay so <laughs> thoroughly researched yeah yeah thoroughly. okay yeah <laughs> thoroughly most read, of that was on wikipedia I'm sure. i was guys that was my joke because actually <laughs> i thoroughly read wikipedia very very closely <laughs> um, so so we'll start off, Sam. Go ahead and hit us with your five-word review, and we'll go from there. Yep. Um, I, uh, I, my two. I've got two here. Okay. Uh, the first one is great story in Disney style. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, uh, it, it's got that Disney. Well, let's just do this. My second review kind of goes into that Disney style a little bit, and it's simply treads somewhat into sappy territory. Right. And when you've got a story like this, you have to be so very careful to not get into the preachy um, uh, exposition laden mess that some of these true stories can get into. Right. Um, And I think the story is also obviously very powerful and very interesting, especially when dealing with. you know, the, the racism of that day and age and how some people were able to uh, succeed even though that racism was there. Um, but you start wondering if characters like, uh, not Schrodinger, uh, why am I thinking Schrodinger? Um, I don't know. Big, big Bang guy. Oh, you know, Sheldon. If, Sheldon, thank you. Yeah. If, if the Sheldon uh, <laughs> character... Um, He's not carry the guy who plays Sheldon. I know anyway, you mean. Jim yeah. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. Jim yeah. Parsons yeah. was really as bunch uh, as big of an idiot as as they were. Um, and and again, I I'm jaded because and we'll talk about this later. I worry about what's real and what's not. Um, and I I don't know if I shouldn't do that when I watch these types of movies, but that's always in my head about you know what is what are they showing me here that is true to life and and what is what is not. Was it seriously um, you know, did, did the events happen the way they happen? Um, is it, uh, oversimplified? Is it over complicated? Is it, uh, showcasing people that, that, you know, did they make up characters just to put conflict into the story? So I probably shouldn't watch it like that. And I tried not to, right. But at the same time, the Disney style of this movie, right? Where I, you know, I could show this, this, this movie, I'm, I'm going to show my kids, right? Yeah. And they're going to see racism and they're going to see what it's about. And it's not shown in a way that, that is too traumatic for my children, but gives them a glimpse into, to what it was all about and why we should not go back to that kind of stuff. But then again, 
you know, sometimes I like the Disney style and sometimes I'm an adult and I want to be talked to like an adult and I want to have a story presented to me like an adult. And it kind of didn't come across that uh, to me in this one. Um, it felt like a fairy tale. It felt a little like um, oversimplified, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hall Hallmark type drama type of thing. So um, I'm kind of on the fence and I'm actually looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about whether or not I really like this thing or not. It wasn't bad, but I, I just can't see how it, it was great. So that's my take. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot to take in um, and unpack well, what you said. There. I, had, I had coffee tonight, so I, I apologize that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Usually you, you, that. Yeah, no, usually you do like a drive-by, like you throw your five-word review at us, and then you're like, okay, Andrew, what you got? So, um, no, I... I I want to do say this because uh, you used the phrase Disney style a couple of times, just to be clear yeah. to those listening that have not seen the movie. This is not a Disney movie, even though it is on Disney no. plus it feels like a Disney movie, but it does. So. It really yes. does. Uh, this is a Fox movie. That's how they got the rights to it because you know, Disney owns Fox studios. So, but it is a Fox movie, but you're right. This 100% feels like from the studio that brought you miracle and, <laughs> um, Coach Carter, not Coach Carter. Um, what's the? There's a basketball one, right? There's a Airbud. No, no, it's the, it's the basketball one where it's like the college coach that actually had oh, um, oh. had black you know integrated, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, it, the coach was Kurt the Russell, guy. isn't he? No, no, no. Kurt, Kurt Russell was uh, um Miracle. It was um. um you're not thinking about Remember the Titans, are you? Not Remember the Titans, but it's, it feels like that, too. It's kind of that it same like thing. Yeah. It does okay. feel yeah. like Remember the Titans. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter. The, the coach movie. The, the guy that's the coach was the guy I thought was the actor that played the moth guy from the Watchmen movie. Mm. Or okay. whatever his name is. You know what I'm talking about? He was in... Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, just, I don't know his name. I can't remember the name of the movie. I guess I could Google it, but I'm not going to. But anyway, <laughs> it... um. You're right, Sam. It 100% feels like that kind of movie. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm also with you on the idea that that's not necessarily a bad movie. We don't always have to have no. a movie that portrays... We don't these... have to have Chicago 7 every time. Well, right? I wasn't even going to say that. Kinda... I, I was, but yeah, you're right. We don't have to have Chicago 7, which again, we all loved. And yeah. um, to your point about it being not historically, when I use the phrase loosely based, I want to be very clear in that in like Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin admitted he, the story took that liberties. he wrote, he took some liberties because he's trying to paint a picture. He doesn't want you to, it's not a documentary. Yeah. He's trying to give you an idea of the feel. And I think that's what this director is doing also. He's yeah. trying to paint a very broad image of what happened so we'll we'll get deeper into that um, there. What you got, Andrew? Well, uh, kind of right there with Sam in some ways. Um, <laughs> so we're all still trying to figure this thing out, I guess. Yeah, it's funny that you used uh, that statement for my middle name because that was going to be one of my five-word reviews. <laughs> we all pee the same color. I know that's six words, but... Um, yeah, you know, at at first when I I've seen this movie twice and I think the first time I watched it I would have said a movie that everyone should see. And I still think that it's a great film and I, th I think that people should watch it because it has a good message. Yeah. 
Yes. But now I look at it and I say, and I would say, and I guess this would be my real five word review tells a great story, but dot, dot, dot. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and Disney does a good job of that. They do a wonderful job of telling a story, right? They've been doing that for a very long time, longer than pretty much anybody. And so we get a great story. And in the in the moment when you're watching it, you think, "Oh, this is this is wonderful," and you get a good feeling, and it and it kind of makes you, it gives you those goosebumps, and it gives you those butterflies, and all those things that you want. But afterwards, in in retrospect, you think, <laughs> uh, you know, a like Sam said, how much of what I just saw is is true? B did the things like you know, the the racism that was put into this movie, not that it's a bad thing, because again, it does it does make us think and it tells us a story. But did it did it go far enough? You know, yeah. was it was it worse than that for them working there? Um and I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. And then I I always have to stop and think about things like this, about movies like this as to uh, who, well, okay, sorry, let me back up. <laughs> there's one, there's one big thing that bothered me. And I, after looking on the, on the, uh, list of people involved with the film, I kind of figured out why, but Pharrell Williams was a producer and his music is in the movie, mm-hmm. like modern music took yeah. me out of, of the film. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I hate I, when they do that. They, I do too. They're, they're doing a period piece and then mess around with with something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, those are nitpicky things in some aspects, but in some other aspects, I feel like it's. I, I guess I'm right there with Sam. I don't know how to feel about the movie, other than the fact that, you know, I do think that it's something, story wise, that my kids should see, yeah. that other people's kids should see. I I think that it does tell a story of of the racial issues that still exist today. But one issue that I had with the movie is it kind of makes it, you know, when he rips the sign off the wall and uh, and takes the sign off the coffee pot, like, are those problems just all of a sudden gone? Is everybody there all on board with this? You know, I don't know. Yeah. So... That's where I am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm going to touch on this real quick and then we'll go to, to you, uh, Lady Juan, is that to the soundtrack. So I'm going to, we have to do this, separate score versus songs, right? Songs. Yeah. I liked the score. I thought the score was very lovely. I really Yeah, there's nothing it. wrong with it. Yeah, the score, there's these moments when, when there's writing on chalk happening writing with chalk happening and like there's that that swell and it builds up and you get kind of pumped up that's beautiful and i thought very well done but you're not wrong when you look at the soundtrack the the song listing you have one two three four five six seven eight of ten available songs to purchase are written and performed by pharrell williams and then the other two (laughs) are mary j blige and 
Janelle uh, Mon Monet, I guess I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, that's her in the movie too. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't. the The first couple, like the first time I heard it, which is the very beginning of the movie when they're driving down the road and they're rocking and rolling behind the cop car, and I'm like, that doesn't sound like '60s music. No. And then I thought, okay, maybe he's doing covers of music of the time, but I don't think he did. Um, no, I just, I don't know. I mean, they, there are songs from the time, you know, sticks and stones by performed by Ray Charles. All right. So, you know, you've got a couple of those. Don't take my whiskey away from me by Lewis Palmer. You know, you've got some older stuff there. Miles Davis is in there. Sure. Yeah. But, but you know, you still have Mirage written by Pharrell Williams performed by Mary J. Blige. It's just, I don't know. You're not you're not wrong, Andrew. Um, it didn't hit me in the face. I think it's probably as hard as you, you did. But now that you said it, like you uh, can't. I can't not, not think about it. it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So now I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> now? Okay. Oh well. This is the first month. Uh, okay. Maybe not. What what you got, ma'am? <laughs> All right. So my five word review is. Inspiring story with talented actresses. And I specify Ooh. actresses specifically because I feel like all the dudes are real basic in this. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Jim Parsons is not trying. Um, but like our lead three women, yeah. they have great performances. And then everybody else is just in the movie. And they are three distinct characters, right? Yeah. It, it, it's really cool that, that they aren't bland or that they don't just kind of melt in. Oh. Uh, either his controller just died or his internet died. Um, <laughs> uh -oh. I will say this about um, Jim Parsons. I mean, he's basically just playing like, I mean. <laughs> like Sheldon without the laugh track? Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say Sheldon, like a kind of a racist Sheldon. Like basically like yeah. if Sheldon didn't grow up with kind of the um, Asperger's that he has, you know, like, like, like Sheldon growing up in Texas as he does in the in the show, but just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, he's just basically kind of a slightly racist, well, not a slightly racist, but a, a racist Sheldon, basically. Yeah. I, feel like, I feel like he could have been, you know, he was supposed to kind of be a jerk, but I, honestly, I didn't get, really get much of a jerk from him. It was just kind of, like you said, bland. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything fantastic. Uh, Kevin Costner is doing the least. Uh, <laughs> I don't even think he raises his eyebrows. I like Kevin Costner. I like old man Kevin Costner. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I just I like him when he's yelling and and gruff ornery. and and or, ornery is a good word. I just like old. Yeah. Welcome back, by the way. Uh, I like old man <laughs> Kevin Costner. Back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I I had similar thoughts uh, again watching this that that you guys had, which I was like. I don't want to go find out how much of this is not true and not yeah. like it because of that. But also <laughs> like if I'm just watching the movie, like, yes, this is a good story. This is, like I said, it's inspiring. Um, it's, I, I tr I'm trying not to let whether or not it's a hundred percent accurate affect that. Sure. But, but also like it does, it does have that. I know it's not Disney, but like the Disney feel to it, it very much is remember the Titans. It feels like, Yes, kids should watch this movie for sure. 
but it's because, and I'm saying that because it feels like introduction to systemic racism. Like it feels like <laughs> it's your first introduction. It's not going to upset you too much. You know, like it's, it's not too terrible. And guess what? By the end, everything's fine. And it's like, actually everything probably wasn't fine. Um, but we're right. just going to say that it was yeah. like, to your point, Oh, he knocked the sign down. Therefore no one's racist anymore. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> um, but like, it is very like it, it's very idealistic. Um, and I feel like the most true moment in the movie that I was like, oh, that's what I want more of is the moment where Kirsten Dunn's character, because I don't know her name, says to Octavia Spencer, like, you know, I'm not against you. And she responds back and she's like, I know you believe that. Yeah. And it's like, that's the, that's it. That's yes. the conversation to be had. That's the takeaway is like, Doing nothing is not enough. Is still doing something wrong. Yes, like yeah. and that—that's where I was like, oh, we need to dive into that, but we don't—we don't really do that because this is like an uplifting, inspiring story, yeah. And, yeah. and we have not solved racism, yeah. so <laughs> we can't tie a bow on it in this movie. You—you you made a point which yep. made me think, it kind of smile of, of you know, this movie is intro to systemic racism, <laughs> because to be very fair <laughs> to the movie. It, all it really does is just kind of inconvenience these women. You know, it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they're treated poorly. It's just, it's just, now nah, we're, we're going to slightly inconvenience you, which our point of view would be to say that that doesn't feel right. Like it should be worse. Like it would be, it should be hard. Like it, we, we think it would be harder, I think. Well, it, it, what it what it shows is that uh, you know it's a story about systemic racism, and everybody succeeds, right? Right. Like, it, it's a story that says, well, you know, uh, African Americans during this time were were oppressed because of of uh, Jim Crow laws and and separate but equal policies, but they could get over it, right? They they had ways right. to get around it, and it unfortunately for the mass majority of African Americans during that time, there wasn't a way out. No. And like what we're celebrating for Mary is that she gets the judge to overturn segregation in the school so that she can <laughs> go to night school and get a degree and become an engineer. That's not a win. Like it yeah. is, but that the bar is so low that that's her win. And she's like, yeah, the judge overturned integrate, like the fact that they won't integrate and he'll let me go to school. That's, <laughs> that's like, that's a that's, whole movie. And that's, that's just like yeah. the midpoint of Mary's story. Like, yeah. That's so that that's the thing is like it makes everything look so nice. She like walks out of court like, yes, I won. And it's like you had to fight in court to yeah. go to night school. Like, Jesus, it's it's awful. And like that's yep. the the happy moment. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's happy because the music told us to be happy also. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I didn't have n anything nearly as clever as your 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 five word reviews. You guys always are much cleverer than I am. I just don't come up with dumb middle names. Uh, mine was <laughs> just simply. I mean, it's truly a review. Smart black women help NASA. I mean, that, that is what happens. That's kind of what happens. So yeah. So there. So let's do this. I'm still kind of hesitant to go into too much about what's real and what's not. So let's just stick. Whoa. Oh yeah, go ahead, please. 
can can I say this before you before anything you want to cover about like this this happened this didn't they knew each other they didn't whatever the case may be yeah I just want to say that so watching it like I said I was like oh I don't want to know how much of this is not true because it's going to ruin parts of it for me sure but if you watch the movie based on a play but the movie one night in Miami that's not true but that has an impact on the way you feel about watching that story, about watching these men come together and have this conversation. It never happened, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take away from how you feel about watching it because you're like, even though these are real people, it's a fictionalized account of a night, it it doesn't take away from it. So that shouldn't be like the rule is like, oh, well, you know what? It's not true, therefore it's not impactful. And I think because it's so sugar-coated and so like, it's gonna be okay that like anything to not be true about it seems like it's going to take away more. I, here's my broken brain problem. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam hinted on it earlier is simply if you present me with the idea that this is, this is a thing that actually happened because one night in Miami, it's never presented that this is real. Right. Right. If you kind of tell me, and I know that it says based on events, based on true events, right? So when you use that phrasing, based on true events, you're basically telling us that this is a work of fiction, and that's fine. And and when I learned what I learned, you know, po- post-research, it actually doesn't affect the way I feel about the movie. Personally, it doesn't. Because I still like the movie. Mm-hmm. And there are parts that I really, really like, and the few parts that that kind of ding on my soul a little bit did before and still do after they don't really affect. Uh, it, it doesn't make me swing one way or the other personally. It might affect you guys. I don't know yet, but, but when I go back to where I said, like when you, when you say something is based on a thing and you, and you change like not just what happened, but the tone of it is when you really mm-hmm. lose me. You know, yeah. like like the Patriot movie, right? We all like the Patriot because it's violent and it's great, and Mel Gibson kills a guy with a with a with a tomahawk. But <laughs> very little in that movie historically accurate. Yeah. And the part that is kind well, of well, I mean, Mel Gibson did fight in the Revolutionary War. I mean, he was so. there. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> and. <laughs> But but part of the problem with the movie is is that not only is it historically inaccurate, the tone is kind of wrong too. There's a lot of the yeah. tone. There's a lot of. I mean, it's not just the fact that in the character they changed the name from from Francis Marion to uh, Frank Martin or whatever his name is, something Martin. It's not just the fact that in the movie his the 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 black people that work there are free men, and in real life he had slaves. It's not just the fact that the the villain is like the worst villain of humanity <laughs> because he wasn't. You, you know what I'm saying? Like so. Yeah. Anyway, so so now I'm going to transition back into this movie. So I think Sam, you mentioned or one of you mentioned about you know like are there like Jim Parsons' character Sheldon? You said is he was he really like that? So Jim Parsons' character is not a real person. Ah, uh, see, he was yep. not a real person. And see that- and that bothers me because he's put there just for tr- drama. Just he's an for, obstacle. He's, yeah, and there was so many other things they could do. 
Well, the idea is that instead of having 30 men act like that, they just gave it to him to have the dialogue to act like that. He's perso- he's uh, acting on behalf of all white men, racist white men in, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, because you, could you imagine if you're watching this movie and you're like, yeah, that that's my grandpa. <laughs> like that's, that's somebody's grandpa is yeah. like the, the person who was actually terrible to these women. Yeah. Like, so so you, you can't name drop him. You can't be like, it was really this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He's, that? he's a made up character and, and Kevin Costner's character is actually made up too. Really? Um, there, there was a now guy. That surprises me. Yeah. There was a dude that was in charge of that department, but he, but Kevin Costner is kind of viewed as the guy in charge of NASA. That's yeah. how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in charge of he's able to just bring her into classified meetings at the Pentagon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like not quite how it worked, but it's easier to have him be the man in charge so that when he makes these big gestures, there's more weight behind it than mm-hmm. just the departmental guy. Right? Yeah. Um yeah. but I still like Kevin Costner yeah. and I still like him. Um <laughs> did did you notice he chewed gum a lot? Was that a did that bother either any of y'all? It, it, it kind of I don't know. It's like it's like I actors really don't notice. it's like <laughs> act, see it's like actors they don't know what to do with their hands, so they either have to smoke or they have to eat. And like Brad Pitt's <laughs> always eating something, you know? Like yeah. it felt like yeah. he was either putting gum in his mouth or throwing it away. It's like Maybe he was trying to quit smoking. I can't, maybe I don't know. It just it, it felt like it's like Kevin didn't know what to do with himself, so he's just like, I think this character chews gum. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is a character trait. Yeah. It oh, maybe it's a nervous. <laughs> well, it, it's a fake character, so there wasn't even you know a nervous tick that this guy had or something. Yeah. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah. And well, and and I also I, I've got a lot a bit of a complaint too, insofar that it took NASA thousands and thousands of people to get man to space. Yeah. And certainly these ladies helped, especially the, um, what's her name with the math? Um, I cannot remember her name, well, but, um, character name, character name, uh, Catherine, yeah. yeah, Catherine, Catherine. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's certainly she helped, but it felt like the movie put this all on, especially her shoulders that, that the only reason we got to space was because of her or that, uh, John Glenn survived the mission was because of her. Okay. And is that true or not? I don't know. But again, that little bit of doubt in my head is is still there. So I want to. I do want to tell you this because we're here. So we're going to do this now because this is super cool. <laughs> no, this is super cool. Yeah. This is from the trivia, and I read it also on a couple of other places, not just Wikipedia. Astronaut John Glenn John Glenn did specifically request that Catherine Johnson review all of the calculations for the Friendship Seven mission. His dialogue in the film is based on the NASA transcripts. Wow. Before he could be confident enough to proceed. But in reality, it was two or three weeks before the launch, and she had three days. Oh, so she okay. took three days. It wasn't <laughs> like she had seven minutes okay. that the movie shows you, and it was <laughs> T minus 30 seconds. You know, right. like, <laughs> yeah. The movie, okay. gives, the movie creates the tension there, but. Right. But that other part is true, and that's super cool. That is cool. The, yeah, that is real cool. Because the line where he says, "You can't trust you can't trust the thing you can't look in the eye." Like he said that because he yeah. looked at her in the eye and knew that she knew what she was talking about. That's just so cool. I love that. So yeah. anyway, that's the stuff I get pumped about. 
That could have also <laughs> could have also been though. I mean, computers are fairly new at this time, and I don't know John Glenn that well. He's not my not my BFF or anything, but he could have been one of those people that thought computers are the devil. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to trust them. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So some of the other stuff about the movie that uh, I, I we'll, we'll kind of go around Robin here, just things that we liked. Cause there's, there's a lot in my opinion to like about the movie. Uh, the, the, the three characters, the three women are real. The, the three mm. main women, those are all real women. Just like at the mm. end of the movie, when you see the credits, it shows their yeah. pictures. They, they were, those were, they were real. Um, and they're all great actresses. I mean, they were all wonderful in their roles and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did write my note that when, uh, I think Mary was the girl, uh, Mary Jackson. Yeah. When her shoe gets caught in the wind tunnel, uh-huh. I, for me, the payoff, because it was kind of funny watching her panic and the guys are like, you got 20 seconds, you know, lose the shoe or your life. So we're kind of, it's not tension in my opinion. It was actually building up for a joke. It would. I was expecting the shoe to come fly off and hit the window, yeah. as those panels were. Yeah. Like I was yeah. waiting for that payoff, um, but I guess it's not a comedy. But <laughs> there were still some comedic moments in the movie. I thought, but I guess it's they weren't going to go that slapsticky. <laughs> we're going to have shoes flying around. <laughs> but still, I mean, give us a little bit of a laugh. That it would have been funny, even just to see the shoe flying around in the in the room, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, like wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the only because at first I thought what was going to happen was that the shoe was going to hit the the craft, the spacecraft, and break it. Break it, yeah. And then, but they don't get mad at her; they get mad at the spacecraft. If a shoe can break it, then what is a piece of space debris going to do? Like I, yeah, I kind of thought that maybe that was where it was going to go, but instead we just. You get this awkward moment where she's walking in the room with just one shoe on and one shoe off. So maybe that's a metaphor for something. I don't know, but I I was expecting a payoff. Yeah. Um, I also like that. So here's an interesting thing also in this movie. One thing I really liked about about this movie is that you have these three strong women, and uh, of the three, we know that two have men in their lives. We don't know about Octavia Spencer. She has two small children, but. We don't ever see a husband, I don't think, in the movie, mm-hmm. right? I'm not wrong there. Um, and no one's correcting me, so I assume that I'm correct. <laughs> um, but the other two women had other men in their lives. So you have Al- Alec um, Hodge, who, um, Aldous Hodge, sorry, who I know from Leverage, and he's in some other movies, but I know him from Leverage. So I want to say Damon Hardison for that. But he's a good actor, and he's doing a lot of stuff, and he's a big, you know, powerful guy. And then you get, you get Mahershala Ali, in this movie, and mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'm trying to remember if this is pre or post Moonlight. I can't remember. Is this pre Oscar or post Oscar? I think it's pre. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Pre. Uh, no, this is after same year. It's the same year. Oh, okay. So he does, yeah, Moonlight is 2016, uh, and then he's in Luke Cage, which is also 2016, and this movie. Gosh, all three. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Busy man that year. Yeah, and then the Green Book's a couple years later, and then Into the Spider-Verse is also 2018. Oh, yeah. 
what a good movie. Um, so anyway, so my point is that you have these, I mean, especially Mahershala Ali, who is this, I mean, I guess not yet, but would soon to be a very force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And these guys don't have much to do. They're not saviors of the women. And I liked that. Yes. You know, I, in I, fact, he was kind of a jerk. Yeah. And what he said to her at the beginning, I'm like, this better not be a, a, a love story here because I mean, talk about not only having to deal with racism, she's dealing with uh, toxic masculinity as well. And, you know, with this, this guy and, you know, I'm, I'm hoping he turned out to be a better guy than he was that, that from what it started, but, uh, I didn't have good feelings from him in this one. I, oh, Andrew, are you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I, in my <laughs> headphones, it sounded like that was you. Um, I like the fact that she walks away from him. Yes. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. You know, like she's not going to be blinded by the fact that he's a good-looking man and he's in a uniform. Mm-hmm. When he says something dumb, she's like, "I'm done with you. I'm huh? going to leave." Yeah. And it's like she makes him apologize, to. which is great. I really liked that stuff. So, I, I do applaud. Uh, we haven't mentioned his name. The, the director, director man, is Theodore Melfi. Melfi? I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, but he's from Brooklyn, New York, and he's done Malfoy. Malfoy? That sounds that seems right. <laughs> he's uh he's directed such fine films as let's see, a bunch of short films. Saint Vincent was his first feature, and then this movie. And then he's doing something now called the Star Starling. The Starling. It's in post production. And it has Timothy Oliphant and Melissa McCarthy and Kevin Klein and other people I don't know. So okay, but basically <laughs> he's—I mean—he's done a bunch of shorts. He's produced a bunch of stuff, but he's not done a lot of directing. Uh, so he did—I mean—I think he did a pretty good job on this. Yeah, I think this is well directed. Yeah. Um. I did laugh that they bought a computer that no one knows how to use it. Um, I wrote that feels true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I get, I, I get that it was experimental tech, and that these guys, I'm saying, like they're building machine to do one thing to do these computations, and yeah, they're not quite sure how to get it working. And I love that Octavia Spencer comes in and reads a book and just figures it out. Like she, let's just be real. She does what no man would do. She read the instruction manual. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So let's just let's just be real. Yeah. yeah. And the, I I loved that they didn't even check to see if it would go through the door when they <laughs> yeah. <bought it>. <laughs> <laughs> like that. But, that but again, and again, you know, it, it's it's that no one knew what that stuff was back then. This was yeah. all experimental. It's crazy. Yeah. But you're you're one hundred percent right. That one hundred percent feels like a government job, right? <laughs> Someone says to Kevin Costner, we're going to buy this computer thing. It's going to cost a lot of money, but it's, we're gonna, we need it because it can do the math that 100 people could do. You know what I'm saying? Okay, great. Buy it. So then the purchasing team, right? It's a government agency. Well, they're funded yeah. by the government, but they would have a purchasing department. It would have been their job to then say, like, hey, how big is it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, it was a great joke for the movie. I just have a hard time imagining that someone wouldn't have said, well, how big is this thing going to be? Oh, but, but I tell you, you know, state, it's state 85 workers, inches and, and, wide, you know, 
and, and government workers who are in charge of tech or in charge of equipment within, say, classrooms or something like that, they generally don't know what they're doing <laughs> or, or they don't they don't look ahead. You know, they, they, they'll they'll worry about it when it happens. Sure. So that sounds um, totally you know. true. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, he's literally talking at me because I work at a community college where I'm in charge. I am on a team responsible for the AV in the classrooms. So yeah, Sean is he? He is still trying to get that desktop computer through the door um, over there at the college. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> turn it on the side, uh, Sean. Turn it on the side. Oh my gosh, you're not wrong. No government work. Hey, we well. Yeah. Uh, Lady One, I'm not actually sure what you do for a living. Uh, as far as I know, you podcast for a living because that's what it feels <laughs> like on Twitter. But the three of us work for the government, so I mean, I can totally see yes part of yeah. that that bit happening, but mm -hmm. also like part of it still seems kind of dumb in my opinion. But it was still funny when he says, "Just use the big hammer," because the guy's like got a tape measure, right? Like I love that part. Like the guy's measuring. I think it's pretty obvious that this thing is about 40 inches too big. Like, it's not close. Yep. It's not going to get in with so, a hammer. So Kevin Costner comes up, chews some gum, and says, just use the big hammer. I mean, you brought the thing. So then he just starts hacking away at drywall, which I think is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the bit where uh, we see Jim Parsons. So when, when she goes into, uh, um, when Catherine goes into, kind of the, the the situation room, whatever you want to call it, at the in at the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. and, Jersey Shore. Uh, yeah. And and Kevin Costner just hands her the chalk, right? And she goes up on the board and does the reentry sequence in her head, right? And Jim yeah. Parsons is watching and he's mouthing the word like he's mouthing, like he's doing the math behind her. Like using his mouth. I I like that little moment. Like I thought that that there's a couple of moments where I thought Jim Parsons, like, okay, you're doing some acting here. You're not just being racist, Sheldon. Um, and I, I enjoyed that little part. There's a couple little moments like that I, I like in, in in my actors where they where they do these little things. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say before um, we'll go any, anywhere else is that... Um, actually, no, I'm going to wait before I play the clip. Um, so mm -hmm. any, anything else we want to talk about before we get, we want to do a little bit of the, what's true and what's not. We want to go there. Uh, sure. If you, if you've got a good list, let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I already mentioned that the Sheldon character is not real. He's not a real person. And the other, and, uh, Kevin Costner is not a real person. They're just, um, uh, you know, creations. The other, the big, big, big difference is that. In um, in the movie, it's kind of portraying that NASA had a white section and then a colored section, as it's labeled in the movie. By 1958, when they started the program, and NASA was went from the NACA to the NASA NASA, they were fully integrated by 1958. Oh, good, good. Um, okay, so. So that's one of the big things. So the bit with the bathroom and him breaking the sign, that was for the movie. In fact, now there were uh -huh. there were white, there were some places that were just kind of regarded as these were the white bathrooms and these were not. And it was actually Catherine. It wasn't 
No, no, sorry. It was um, Mary's character that went into the wrong bathroom, but she didn't know it was the wrong one, and no one mm. stopped her. And then, like, two years later, someone complained, and basically NASA just ignored the complaint because she was good at her job, and no one really cared. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the big takeaway I got from the article that I read is that the racism in the movie is actually played up more than what the women experienced in their working conditions. Oh, that's kind of, that's, I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. It's sad and, and good at the same time, right? That they, they didn't have to do go through as much. Yeah. There wasn't a, but, a, but I, then sad that they're pushing it like it's more than it was there. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, think I don't the know movie, about that. See, I think the movie, again, my point is, I think the movie is trying to create a vision of what it would have been like in that time period. And there was, certainly there was racism. Yeah, certainly absolutely. there was prejudices, there was sexism, there was all of those things, there, those were real. But these three women were one, smart, and, and really qualified, and people at NASA don't care. Yeah. Like, one of my, as long as you do your job, it doesn't matter who you are. Which one of my you know, notes was: even really smart people can be ignorant. That was my note because of how Jim Parsons was acting. But then I read this stuff and I think, okay, well, yeah, they're really smart and they might be ignorant, but they didn't do. Again, this is what, according to the even Catherine, she died uh, less than a year ago. She huh. died February twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Ooh, and she at a hundred and one. Wow. Whoa! And when they oh. um when they made the good movie, she watched the movie and she was like, "Yeah, the movie was really good, um, but I didn't feel that way." And wow. she also said, "I don't even know why they're making a movie about me. I didn't really do anything special." <laughs> because to what your point was, I think Sam was that there are thousands of people at NASA, so yeah. it, the movie kind of and you can't have a movie with thousands of people, right? You have to, okay. you know. So it, it yeah. does kind of make it feel like there's these 30 guys and her in this room doing the thing where there was, she was in a department, a part of a division, a part of a section, a part of, you know saying? Like that she was a small part. Um, yeah. The part at the end where she gets to go into the control room, again, that that never happened. She never got to do that. But she didn't, it was never, and anything that I read, it wasn't like she was upset about that. It was just, it wasn't her job to be there. Yeah. You know, so... So that's that's some of that. Um, some of the other stuff was, like th- this is her quote, I didn't feel the segregation at NASA because everyone there was doing research. You had a mission, you worked on it, and it was important to do your job, and you played bridge at lunch. I didn't feel any segregation. I knew it was there, but I didn't feel it. I mean, that's from her. So, yeah. So it's a little different. Um so the one thing that I'll, I'll do say, and we can go from here to wherever direction we want to go, is the one thing that I did kind of hit on a couple times, and you guys can agree or disagree, is that this movie does have the trope of what I'm just going to refer to as the white savior trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we we like the Kevin Costner character because he makes us feel, as, as four white people, he makes us feel good that... Yeah. He was there to fight for her because she couldn't. And, he and was, if he wasn't there, she would not have been successful. Right. 
is we, kind of how we yeah. need, we needed someone like him to go in and to bang the sign down. Again, it's a cool moment to watch, and you get all pumped up, and you're like, "Yes, there's someone who gets it." But at the same time, it does kind of feel like it's the it's the it's the race version of the guy that has to save the girl, right? It's the white guy has to, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's it's tough, right? I mean, well, it's there's also he's not doing it because he's like you know what's wrong separate bathrooms he's doing it because Catherine's spending half not. her day running back and forth to the bathroom <laughs> he does not care that segregated bathrooms exist in the world he's not taking his baseball bat down to like the local like restaurant and smashing <laughs> down the signs he just wants his project to work yeah like yeah. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, which I think is true to the time, to the to the character he's trying to portray. In that he doesn't care that she's black and a woman. He just cares that she can't do her job because of the thing. So mm-hmm. I think it's true to what the director's trying to do, and what she even to her account was like. I didn't feel segregation because we were there doing a job. So I, it it feels true to that. But you're one hundred percent right. And the fact the only reason the only even he goes over and removes the, the sticker off the coffee pot that says colored is because she mentions it. It's not like he was aware of it. You know, he had to be now again, he's, you know, supervisor. He's up in his really cool office with the big windows. So he's probably not caring about who gets coffee, but um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, so that's kind of it. There's some other yeah. stuff. Um, feel free to, to check it out. Hidden figures. If you just need to do a yeah. Wikipedia search and there's some other articles that are about it, and, about what they did. And I would did. love to hear some other opinions too. You know, uh, when we post this on Facebook or, or when yeah. people listen to this, I'd love to hear what everybody else has to say um, about the, the, the message and, uh, you know, did the message get across the way we wanted to or the way that the filmmaker wanted it to. Um, and, and to me, that's still kind of up in the air. Yeah, the, the, the little bit of feedback I got about just when I announced that we were doing this movie was... Simply, I love this movie. You know, yeah. it was people just saying, I love this movie. Um, the, the It's enjoyable to watch. It is. Oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. It's really enjoyable, especially to, I mean, be honest, to, you know, the four white people here on the show, because it, it does kind of make us feel good. A little bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is that fair yeah. to say, right? Yeah. Like, Yeah, you're right. I mean. It, it yeah. kind of makes us feel good, because mm-hmm. in this movie, we're not all the bad guy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like if you watch like Lovecraft Country and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry for my race. I'm so okay. sorry. Like, we can't do anything. We should. <laughs> this is bad. And this is yeah. It's the, they give you the nice moments of like, look, not all white people, and it's like, oh yeah. god. And, oh, and eventually, god. <laughs> you know, eventually Jim Parsons, you know, is bringing her coffee, and 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 you know, yeah. we all we all change for the better by the end of this movie. Yeah, we we yeah. Do. because. Because that's how it works, right? I don't know. So, oh, yeah. dear. It, yeah. it is, it's strange that this movie is not that old, but it feels like from a... Like, I know it's a period piece, but it feels like it's from a different time. The perspective that it has, the story yeah. it's trying to tell, the message it's trying to get across feels already outdated because it feels too soft and too... It's filtered. Yeah, yeah it feels it's, filtered. It's too, like... Like it, it's the same as Remember the Titans, the feelings you get in that movie is old. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah. I, I wonder, and I haven't asked any of my black friends, is when they see a movie like this, 
is it offensive to them? You know, and yeah, because I would be curious to know. And obviously, I I can't know. None of us can. But but I would be curious to know what they would think about a movie like this because of the things that we've talked about. Not not just that they kind of played up some of the racism that uh, that Catherine said she didn't feel when she was there, but also. Yeah you know, some of the story that we got that, um, I don't know, that, that did kind of make, like you said, Sean, it gives us that moment that the white person has to come in and, and come go to bat for you. And I, I, to me, I mean, just out, outside looking in, I would find it offensive. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I can't speak to that. Yeah. Well, a good friend of ours and on the show, his name's Maxton. He's, 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 uh, messaged me before on Facebook and we all went to college with him and he listens to the show and Maxton's a good dude. And he's, he's a, he's a, oh, yeah. he's a black guy. And he's the one who told us to change up our movie for next week. He's when I said we were doing some movies for black history month, he said, then you need to do this movie. So next week we're, we're changing up. We're going to do Ma Ramey's black bottom per his request. Yeah. And he asked me, um, Hey, what did you think about hidden figures? And I said, it was really good. I got a little teary. I'm not gonna lie. There's a couple moments that I got a little, I got a little emotional. Um, I fully admit it. Uh, the the wedding proposal I thought was really oh, sweet. I cried. <laughs> I, I did. I thought it was really sweet. Um, uh. The other part where I got a little emotional is at the very end. For whatever reason, I don't know why it hits me, is when you take something where actors are acting, and then you make them real. So when it yeah. shows the women and then it shows the actual women and mm-hmm. then there's, and it shows their successes that just punches me in the gut because it makes it real. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that, uh, um, oh crap. Oh, one of the other big differences I wanted to also highlight was that um, Octavia Spencer's character um, or the, the woman she's playing, she, um, she was actually the supervisor in 1958. She 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 got that job long before in the movie. Like in the movie, they it made it seem like a really difficult thing to do to make her a supervisor. Um, Dorothy Vaughn was her name. She was she was supervisor for a while. Now she was the first supervisor, black uh, female supervisor at NASA. That's true. She is the first. But mm-hmm. it, you know, the movie make, kind of changes the time, fudges the timeline, so we can see a struggle. We don't, I don't know if there was a struggle. The the article doesn't get into it, but she mm-hmm. had it. By the time we see her in this movie, she'd been supervisor for three years. So, anyway, um, I do have some clips of this movie. There are some fun things that are said, and we were going to play them now. So here you go. Dear Lord, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, I'll tell you where to begin. Three Negro women are chasing a white police officer down the highway in Hampton, Virginia, 1961. Ladies, that there is a God-ordained miracle. <laughs> and tomorrow, I'm riding the bus. <laughs> There's a little bit of Pharrell there towards it the end. It made me so nervous that they were tailgating so close <laughs> no in kidding. that classic car. I mean, it, I don't know why, but I was, you know, it was like Saving Private Ryan type nervous. That they were tailgating that thing, and yeah, that 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 freaked me out a little bit. It's funny. My wife said the same thing. She says, 
Are they going to be able to stop that car if that cop hits the brakes? Said, I don't know. <laughs> no, not with that car. Oh. Think of all that weight. That was real metal back then. Oh, my gosh. So, right? Uh, oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is a joke. What do we do with our million-dollar fan, Carl? Turn it down? No, I don't it, think. It was a joke. <laughs> and he was eating something. You can tell. You don't know if you could tell. He was eating something. Yeah, yeah. he was munching something. He was. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this clip is. When I started to type, I hit enter by accident, and it just exported the clip. So I have no idea what this is. But it's nine Ooh, seconds. Mystery. Mystery clip. Yeah. Nine <laughs> seconds of I don't know. Does she handle analytic geometry? Absolutely, and she speaks. Yes, sir, I do. There you go. She speaks. <laughs> And she speaks. Okay. So I was only going to clip a part of this, but when I went back and I was at a, queuing up the video to do it, I liked the whole moment, so I captured the whole scene because it's actually all really good. So here's a minute of, of audio. Again, I'm sorry it's a little long, but it's a minute. But I just I love everything in this scene. And how do you know about the Atlas rocket? That's not math. That data's not here, like he said. It's classified. I held it up to the light. You held it up to the light? Yes, sir. Well, there it is. Mm -hmm. Atlas. What's your name? Catherine Goble. Are you a spy, Catherine? Am I what? I said, are you a Russian spy? No, sir. I'm not Russian. <laughs> She's not Russian, sir. <laughs> All right, then. We have nothing to lose here. Give her everything she needs to work on Shepard's trajectories without redaction. Are we clear on that? Uh, are we sure about this? What's the issue, Paul? You heard her. She's not a spy. As he puts more gum in his mouth. You know, there, there was actually, uh, it's funny that you play that clip because it was actually something that happened in real life not too long ago. There was a, we had a president in our country who actually had somebody ask him if they could do something with some, some really classified things. And he said, are you Russian? And he said, no, I'm not Russian. I, I just work here. I'm janitor. And he said, okay, sure. Here's the nuclear codes. Oh <laughs> It sounds like a Mad Magazine um, art pitch right there. Absolutely. Oh I, I love... So the parts of that scene that I just are so great is the one when he asks her, is she a spy? Or how does she, how does she know about it? Like, like you can see like her lip kind of quivers almost because she's, she's terrified. She's genuinely mm -hmm. yeah. terrified that she's going to go to jail. And... And so when she just... She whispers it so meekly, like, I have held it up to the light. Because it's such an honest answer. Because that's yeah. what she yeah. did. And then that's they it. do it. And they're like, oh, well, there oh. it is. <laughs> like, like, like this, this, this foolproof technology of using a Sharpie over a piece of paper was cracked by a fluorescent light bulb. You know, I just, oh. I, I love that. <laughs> and then I love the, are you a Russian spy? She's like, no, because I'm not Russian. <laughs> and then she's not Russian. <laughs> just, I, I love that part. And then I just also love the fact that Kevin Costner is just like, okay, I'm I'm satisfied. Let's move on. And 
you know, of course, Jim Parsons has to be the he doesn't he doesn't want to not share it because she thinks she's Russian spy. He doesn't want to share it because she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why he's yep. like, what's the problem? So anyway, I, I like that scene. I think it's great. Um, here's uh, well, this is how we got Andrew's middle name. Now, I will say this. You guys know that I have a problem with uh, hearing things sometimes and that I really should use subtitles. <laughs> I don't always. So there's a lot of times I'll capture a clip. And I don't know what it means. Like, I don't know what they said. Mm-hmm. And so I captured the clip, but it was on the third time playing the clip, I figured out he used the word P. We all P the same color. Because same. I thought <laughs> when I was watching it the first time, I thought he said, we all be the same color. And I thought, oh, no. oh dear Lord. That's it's bad English. What is, what is he yeah. saying? Oh, so here's, here's the clip. <laughs> no more color restrooms. No more white restrooms. Just plain old toilets. Go wherever you damn well please. Preferably closer to your desk. Here at NASA, we all pay the same color. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you had for breakfast. Yeah. True. Right? I mean, too much coffee can change. Yeah, how much coffee? Yeah, they're drinking a lot of coffee. So, yeah. yeah. And if they're hydrated, it's totally different. I'm guessing no one at NASA is well hydrated working under no. Kevin Gossler. It's coffee or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> and gum. <laughs> they, did, they didn't have uh, the, the monster energy drinks back then to uh, to keep them awake. Yeah. Can you imagine? We would have gotten NASA engineers on monster energy drinks. I was going to say, we would have gotten to the moon in 1965 if Red Bull had been invented. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last clip I got, and um, I I captured this one simply because I uh, this is a where Kirsten Dunst has to say something that f- it felt painful and yet very poignant, and there's a lot of Octavia Spencer's reaction, I think, is is that we obviously it's an audio podcast, we don't get to see it, but it's 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 amazing. So here you go. Thank you for the information, Mrs. Mitchell. You're quite welcome, Mrs. Vaughn. That Mrs. Vaughn is that 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 sign of respect. She's giving her respect, and it 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 physically pushes. I don't know if you can see it in the in the if go rewatch it. Octavia Spencer physically leans back like it hits her yeah that that this woman has now treated her as an equal and i love mm-hmm. it i think it's so amazing i really do um i mean honestly their relationship the back and forth the struggle felt probably some of the more real yeah you know yeah yeah okay Time for silly. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I already mentioned some of the stuff, so I'm going to say when uh, Taraj, am I saying that? Taraji? Taraji. Thank you. Uh, Henson signed on (laughs) for the lead role. She met with the real-life Katherine Johnson, who was 98, to discuss the character. Henson learned that Johnson had graduated high school at 14 and college at 18, and she was still as lucid as any years younger, anyone years younger. After the film was screened, Johnson expressed her genuine approval of Henson's portrayal, but wondered why anyone would want to make a film about her life. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I mentioned that one. And while the music for the film was being recorded, the number of African-American musicians was deliberately and consistently kept at 50%, meaning that half of the musicians who worked on the film were African-American. That's what 50% means, by the way. In case you <laughs> I like the sentiment, but it's a bad sentence. Yeah. So... Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the rest I've already that's talked it? about. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I was reading this to you. I've already kind of mentioned the rest. Excuse me while I whip this out. Time for uh, top three. We decided to do NASA movies because this is a yeah. NASA movie along with other things, but it's a NASA movie. So, uh, Andrew. Okay. I have uh, at number three, Space Cowboys. <sighs> yes. You know, I've never seen that. I've oh, never so seen Space Cowboys. I, is it really? I put, is that you, the one with the? Uh, oh, the 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 guys. That's the one with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Yeah, I've got to see. Yeah, I've got to see Clint that Eastwood. one. It, you know good. what? We might just do it for the show. It's. I think it might be worth doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you like uh, that genre from uh, Grumpy Old Men and uh, and the Odd <laughs> Couple too, if you like that kind of. I mean, it's it's a little more serious than those movies, but it gives you that kind of comedy, so I like it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's on HBO. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I've got HBO. I'll have to yeah. check that out. Okay. Thank you. Um, number two, I have October Sky. Okay. Ooh, I haven't watched that one in a while either. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. That's Baby Jake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Baby Jake. And then uh, number one, I have Apollo 13. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Didn't Ronnie direct that one? Isn't that yeah. a Ron Howard film? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sorry. I didn't, yeah, Ron Howard directed. Yeah. You know, Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie. The guy you don't who's... call him Ronnie? No, I, I call him... Uh, <laughs> yeah, his friends call him Ronnie. I call him Dad. No. Uh, <laughs> I guess he's my... I don't know. I, he's the reason why I have my nickname. So Yes, there you go. Yeah. And I'm going bald just like him too, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah, I know. What you got, Sam? I got hair. <laughs> I got lots of hair, so I'm I'm appreciative of that. So, you. oh, oh, you mean oh, top three? Sure. Okay. Um, in my number three spot, I have Apollo 13. Okay. I agree with that one. It's yeah. a lot. It's a great movie. My number two spot is one of my favorite soundtracks and a movie that Opie and I completely disagree on, and that is Interstellar, which I really love. I love that movie. In fact, I'm watching it with the girls and they're loving it along with me. It is good. So this is such a good movie, but my number one, and, and the reason I put this is because if there is a NASA movie and, 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 you know, other than like Apollo 13, but, but a recent NASA movie, the Martian has to be at the top of the list yeah. um, with what they did in that thing. So um, the book's even better, but the movie's still really, really good. All right. Lady Wong. Yep. Um, genuine question. Am I allowed to include this movie in my list? You are. You are. Okay. <laughs> guests, guests are allowed exceptions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause here's the thing. So I have inadvertently exposed myself right now as having seen almost no space movies. <laughs> like truly I name a space movie. I saw, I saw 2001, a space odyssey like a week ago. Oh wow. Oh, Literally cool. a week ago for the first time. It was a very strange Sunday. Um, but I've seen, uh, Almost no space movies. Don't, so, don't watch so, the sequel. <laughs> I w- oh, I won't. Yeah, I won't. No. Um, my top three, based on the limited scope I've actually seen, uh, 
Number three is to be Armageddon. Sure. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Uh, number two is is this Hidden Figures. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then number one's Apollo thirteen because it's the best one out of the four that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's okay. Uh, awesome. That's all right. Yeah. 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 yeah oh, but, I, I guess I've seen Ad Astra, but that's not good. So I it didn't make. The I oh, is it not? I've that was so on my list boring. To watch. Oh no. Oh, it's so boring. And then there's okay. like a weird, exciting, stupid part, but then the rest of it's boring. Yeah, uh, I've heard not dude. good things about it either. Um, some friends of mine said it's like two hours of a waste of time, but at least you get to look at Brad Pitt. Like that's, that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. It's it's not terrible, but like it's not an exciting movie. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I've, I've got to change one of mine real quick. Okay. Ooh. I just I just thought this Star Crash has to be. <laughs> Star Crash. No NASA and Star Crash. Get out of here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Can't keep a good robot down. Oh, am I supposed to play that? Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we if we mention Star Crash, you've got to do it. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can't keep a good robot down. That's right. <laughs> That is said in the movie. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> an actual robot says that. So in, in that uh, accent, yeah. So, Star yeah. Crash, amazing. Uh, so I've basically my list is all the things that you guys have said. So yep. in order to just have something different to say, um, <laughs> I'm gonna add. Uh, let's see, because I had Space Cowboys, Apollo 13, and The Martian. I'm gonna add the right stuff in. Yeah, another one I haven't seen. Uh, I. Uh, I we had it on VHS. Yeah, I'm just as it's bad, a... apparently, about space movies, and I love space movies. Yeah, we had it on Jeez. VHS, and it's it's a two VHS um, book, a movie. It's a it's, set. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's yeah, it's it's a long movie, and um, <laughs> the part that I remember the most is when they um, the astronauts are having to do like a competition on how long you could breathe, like blow out air. So they have to they have these these tubes of water. And you had a little ping pong ball in it. And you have to blow air to get the ping pong ball to rise to a certain point. And so there's like, you know, 40 or 50 guys, right? And they're timing you. And I think Scott Glenn, who is played by Ed Harris, he's, I mean, they're going like a minute and a half. Of into, blowing out air? Yeah, blowing out air to keep Holy this crap. ball up. And all I could think of is like, is he circular breathing? Like, does he know what that means? Like, is he cheating? It just, it's what it, <laughs> it seemed ridiculous. Like these guys are all bailing out after 20, 30 seconds and he's going like at a minute. It was ridiculous. Wow. Um, the only other one I'll add in cause it's, um, I haven't seen first man, but I will say I've seen, um, I saw gravity and I mostly liked it. I, I have was, not seen that one as well. I thought it was pretty good. There's some physics. There's some space physics that they kind of screw up in it, but otherwise, oh. it's a pretty, pretty enjoyable one. But yeah, but otherwise, the, the Martian would probably be, probably be yep. my number one. I love that movie so much. I think it's great. I haven't seen it. Makes me hungry for potatoes. Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it is a good movie. All right, that's um. That's it, right? That's our show. Anything else you else do? Oh, oh yeah, out of ten. Gosh darn it! Wait, what's supposed to happen? We gave the score a ten, a score of zero to ten, and we'd start with Andrew. Sorry, After trying to unmute here. Himself, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, like I said, uh, for the reasons that we've 
talked about all night. I I can't give it a, a extremely high score, but at the same time, I, I think it's a good movie. Um, and uh, I still I still think that the story is told well. Um, and for the most part, the especially the three women do a great job. Um, so I'm going to give this a uh, I'll say six point. Uh, well, I can go a little higher. Let's go uh, seven point one. All right. Oh, shoot. All right. He took my answer, by the way. <laughs> Cheated. Because um, I'm going to also say, I'm going to say 7.12 because I liked it <laughs> 0.02 more than, than Andrew. Um, but again, it's something I would like to show my kids because I can. And that's kind of nice with this type of movie. Um, but again, I think it has some issues with some, uh, some, you know the the whole idea that that white man comes in and is the savior and they couldn't do it on their own um and i think that is an issue that these types of movies run into quite a bit i mean i guess we do need to kind of acknowledge the fact that that probably would have needed to happen though well absolutely absolutely but at the same time it just felt I don't know. It's it a little. Like... It's a little tropey. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, in order for the not Jackie Robinson, but the movie Forty Two, that was Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. In order for that to work, you needed a white guy he, to hire him. I mean, like you needed Harrison Ford yeah. to only care about winning baseball games. Yeah. And chewing cigars yeah. to to want him there, but at the same time, this guy's not a real character, right? The uh, uh, the not Ed Harris, um, not Keanu not Reeves. Thing. Costner, thank you. Kevin Costner's character is an amalgam of a whole bunch of different characters or, yeah. or characters within it. So again, I think it was something that could have been. Yeah, and there wasn't a, a hero moment in real life. It was just we need these people to do the things. She's qualified. Oh, she's good. It doesn't matter that she's black or a woman. She can do exactly. The things and let's yeah. just do the stuff, you know. So, um, so anyway. Oh, there was one yep. piece of trivia I did want to mention. Um, back, backing up real quick was the when when uh, uh, Mary runs out of the um, out of the courtroom and she's jumping yeah. up and down. In the background, it's uh, it's all fake, right? That place that they're at is is you know it's like a, a stage. And in the background is the um, storefront of the Woolworths in Greensboro, North Carolina, where the sit-in was. What they use that? Yeah, they really? used, they they wanted to kind of kind of homage. Cre- yeah, create the imagery of like she broke a boundary by doing this thing. And In so the same way. Yeah. Ah. Oh, that's another yeah. thing that I forgot to mention. Also, she didn't have to appeal to a judge in real life. Oh, the really? Ju- the judge part's not real. She so she was just able to go. She just went. She was able to. Yeah. She had to appeal to the school, and the school said okay. But the big the big difference is that, um, which really showed how I guess ignorant it was to have a white school system and a, and a black school system is that both were bad. Both school systems were bad because they were poorly funded. Both were. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so uh, she she commented that that the the school was terrible. It was like run down and and really mm. bad because neither school were were funded very well. So, but yeah, she Ugh. just she. I mean, she was the first. She was the first to be, you know, a black woman to go to a to the school to be integrated, but she didn't have to go to a judge. She just literally went to the school board and said, "I want to take these classes because I'm working for NASA." Okay. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it makes for a cool speech. 
There was a lot of speeches in this movie. This movie had a lot of a lot of speeches. Yeah, but it did also, that part has an ick moment where the judge is like, only night classes, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, do, do we have to include the caveat that he was like, but you can't go in the daytime? Like, oh, it was a, just an ick moment. And for it to not be true is like, then why even include that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because she would have only been able to do night classes anyway because she's got a day she job at NASA. NASA. So, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Okay. Uh, later on, what's your, uh... yeah. So I, I have to, just for the sake of the movie, I have to put the real, not real inspired, not inspired. I have to put it aside and just look at the movie itself. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and for that, um, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. Cause I think oh, it's wow. well acted, well directed. Yeah. Okay. The Pharrell music, it's weird that it's Pharrell, but it's good. <laughs> um, and you know, it made me cry a little and it was at least somewhat based on true good things. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving it an eight out of 10 and I think like school children should be required to watch it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have to remember this movie was nominated for three Oscars for best yeah. picture for best performance by an actress in a supporting role for Octavia Spencer and best adapted mm -hmm. screenplay. So. This, yeah. it, it, it was it, all over the Golden Globes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, how did I not know about this movie? I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I get into all that stuff. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, this yeah. was uh, that year. Well, this was up against Moonlight, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences, Hell or High Water, Lion, La La Land, and Manchester by the Sea. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. all you remember from that year is La La Land. You won. No, actually, right. it's no. Moonlight. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, I'm trying to think who won for best supporting. Viola Davis for Fences won. Um, yeah, best supporting actress. So I feel like most of what I learned about this movie before watching it for this show was just the Golden Globes. I feel like that show does a much better job of telling you about all the movies that are nominated for Best Picture, and they have so many more that like they're basically commercials for all the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my turn. Uh, score. Uh, I'm gonna give it. IMDb has it as a seven point nine. People like this movie, or seven point eight. Excuse me. Yeah. People like this movie. Um, and I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I I also liked this movie. I think it's. Uh, I can't give it a seven point five. Seven point six. <laughs> that makes the math a little bit better. Um, that, that's an average score of seven point four five five. I mean, I, I when I got done watching this movie last night. I watched it with my wife as I as I always do, and I I went to bed you know, happy and in a good mood. You know, I thought you know, yay, uh, movie. I I did enjoy it. I did. So, um, yeah, it's got some little things, and that's fine. But, um, I I will say this: we've watched recently. Um, Sam's gonna make the noise, but when we watched Red Tails, mm -hmm. yeah, paused for you. Um, you know that movie is what this movie is, right? It's another story of of these uh, you know, these, these African Americans having to overcome adversity. Yeah, and that movie was bad. It, it it was it did a disservice to what they were the story they were trying to tell, and that yeah. that this movie does not do that. I think this movie honors these women pretty well. Very well. I th I think it really does. So, anyway. That's it. Uh, the last little little 
little thing we do is our little quote game that I forgot to write down. So this one is, <laughs> I really can't read that. What? That's a word? What? Oh, it's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's written all as one word, so it's hard to read. So that's the it is one word. word. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like I know it's one word. I know what it is. You know, even though the sound of it is something kind of atrocious, atrocious. But to read it, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to read. Let's just be fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the quote of the day. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what it is. Eventually, we're going to get to one that someone's not going to know, and that's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's our show. Lady Juan, do you have anything you want to kind of say? How do people can get in yeah. touch with you and what you're doing and whatever? Give us a plug for something. Yeah. I, I got I got a teaser plug. Sure. Um, so you can just find me on Twitter. I'm at the Lady Juan. That's W-A-N. And I'm gonna be uh, having a new podcast coming out soon. I don't know when because I haven't finished editing it. So <laughs> just follow me on Twitter. That way you'll know about it. So Wait, something you're supposed new to... is coming. Are you supposed to edit podcasts? That <laughs> Maybe that's what we're doing that's wrong, Sean. That's the word on on the street. So <laughs> giving it a go. <laughs> you know, you know. After seven years, you would have think I'd have figured that out, but still can't make me do it. Uh, well, you do have some editing to do in this one already, right? Yes, yes I do. That was true. <laughs> Somebody said a bad word, and that's fine. So. <laughs> yep. Who oh, was it was somebody? you this time. It was me. Yeah, it was me this time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because of reasons. So anyway, yeah. that's it. That thank you for everyone for for listening and participating and sending us. Um, I'm excited for for next week. Again, just the fact that that um, that we have some people actually sending us requests for stuff is great. Yeah, that's that's always awesome. Please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. To the gentleman that listened to us on YouTube, thank you. Uh, he sent he, he sent some uh, some very kind uh, messages or, or comments on one of our episodes. So if you are still listening, I appreciate that. That was very nice of you. Yep. Um, again, uh, iTunes, leave us a review there. It's the best way to kind of help spread the show. Um, um, we want to spread the show like something good that can be spread, unlike other things that are bad. <laughs> Visit our website, Cheap Seat... There was no way I could make that work. I'm sorry. <laughs> please visit our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. That's how you can get our old episodes. Uh, there's really no other point for us to having a website other than for Sam to put funny pictures of things he's photoshopped my face on, um, which is what the Facebook page is for. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews, where you can see those old pictures of where he has. And Sam now has access to Photoshop again because of his new job. So I, I have a feeling my face is going to get put on weird things again. <laughs> and the fact that he's not commenting suggests that his... Uh, Sounds <laughs> like he's already working on it. Yeah, or his, his, his controller died. Or his, or his microphone <laughs> died. Turned off. Twitter is at CheapSeatCast. Our email is CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. And yeah. <laughs> I'm back. No good. I'm so glad. <laughs> We're back for for us to say on behalf of Andrew and Sam and the Lady Wand, this is Sean Things. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Ma Rainey's Black Bottle.
This is Cheap Seat Reviews.